Hello, navigators. Well, we have made it to Friday. And we've made it to the end of June. Wow. And we've made it halfway through the year. And we've made it to the end of this series on deciding to get a guide dog. So, that means next week I have to think something else to talk about. <laughs> um, so yeah, what a great discussion this has been. So let's see, we're coming up on Independence Day. Wow, do you guys have plans for this weekend? I was gonna go to California, but that got changed and now I'm not going anywhere and that's okay. Uh, I saw a thing, it was like, or I was told about a thing that said something like, uh, I don't know, something like, yeah, I'll take a, a pack of cigarettes, a $5 scratcher, and $280 on pump three. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. All the flights being canceled. Yeah, it's, yeah, you know, if you people are traveling this holiday weekend, kudos to you, man. Y'all are brave. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I, you know, I really wanted to try and go up to Washington when little Amelia Earhart landed, but yeah, I was not going to risk getting stuck out there. Just not doing it. Um, you know, video calls will have to do for now. I just, it, mm -mm, nope. See? That's what sucks about not being able to drive. I would, I would, you know, I'm, I'm okay with paying the gas prices to travel every now and then, you know, I would go drive up to Washington and see my family up there or drive out to Colorado or, you know, wherever. Road trip, I'm okay with that. I would rather pay the gas prices and know that, you know, I have a way there and back rather than buy a plane ticket and end up getting stuck because the flight got canceled. Oh, no, 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 nope, nope, nope. That would be all bad. Nope. Anyway, so let's finish up this discussion about deciding to get a guide dog. And what I want to do today is just kind of summarize everything we talked about from the beginning. So if you have not caught any of the other three episodes, I am going to do you a favor and give you the Cliff Notes version. I mean, obviously, if you want to, you can go back and listen to them because I'm not going to tell you everything that's in them. And, you know, they're pretty entertaining in and of themselves as usual. But we are going to go over the main points. And so I will uh, go ahead and tell you the story of my decision to get a guide dog. Um, you know, it was, it was not an easy decision to make. I had three kids at the time, and I wasn't... Let me think. Uh-oh, my AirPod's going to die, so we're about to do this via speakerphone. One second here, guys. Don't you like when technical difficulties happen? Oh, there we go. 
Okay, I fixed it. All right. Anyways, where was I? Sorry about that, guys. Um, as I was saying, so at the time, it was it was it was two thousand six, and. <clears throat> I had just gotten married, you know, and I, you know, I had the three kids and I was working. I had, you know, started using my cane. I wasn't driving anymore. I, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't, I didn't have a whole lot of confidence really with the cane, I didn't like using it, but I was walking, you know, I was going for a walk and I really, I didn't like using the cane as it was because when you use a cane, these, this is for those of you who are not visually impaired because those of you who are visually impaired already know how to use a cane, hopefully. When you use a cane, you, your cane only catches what's on the ground, right? It's not catching any tree branches or anything on the side of you that's kind of poking out, maybe like a, a like a, um, you know, like signs or those like um, flag sign thingies that stick out and wave in the breeze or whatever. Um, any of that kind of stuff. Your, your cane's not gonna get any of that stuff, so you're still gonna run into crap, right? Well, so that's an issue, okay? I was still running into stuff. And then on top of it, of course, the cane gets stuck in cracks. And so I was constantly, you're either gonna jam your wrist, you know, or the cane will get stuck in a crack and then it jabs you in your hip. Well, so one day I'm walking along, do 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 do, and the cane got stuck. The tip of the cane got stuck in a crack, and the cane stopped, but I didn't, right? So then here I go, tumbling, booty over bucket into these bushes, and I'm thinking, oh Lord, please, I hope nobody saw any of that. And it, this, the place where I'm at, of course, is all these office buildings. <clears throat> so if anybody's looking out the windows, they saw it. I mean, it just, it, they had to have seen it. <clears throat> and I, you know, I can't tell if anybody's looking. I don't know if anybody saw. And so right then and there, I was like, that's it. I'm getting a dog. I'm done. I'm done with this stupid cane. I got up and I picked the leaves out of my hair and went back to my office and I threw the cane in the trash. <laughs> I was so done. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I just was done. You know, that was it. And I, I applied for a guide dog. And, uh, you know, I, I was done. And I, I had no, uh, no qualms about it because that was what I needed to do. And I, I believed that with every fiber of my being. And that's what I did. And at that time, I had zero idea what I was getting myself into. And so 
I really am here to help you guys uh, to know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> really the first um, and only experience that I had had with anybody with a guide dog was when I was living in Alaska. I had, had made friends with this older man named Charles and he had his guide dog Jillian and uh, that was the only person that I really knew. And then when I lived in Washington and was working for the state, I knew, you know, the, some of the people that I worked with that had dogs. And so, but I didn't know anything about the process or what I was getting into. And so when I got to Guide Dogs of America, I, I had no idea. I had no clue what I was getting into. And, and so I'm just going to real quick lay out to you the, the most important things that I believe that you need to take into consideration when you are um, deciding whether or not you want to get a guide dog. And so those things are not necessarily in any particular order, but probably in some particular order. Um, you need to take into consideration uh, your family, the family aspect, the financial aspect, the time, the social slash confrontational slash educational aspect and the traveling aspect okay five things five most important things i believe that you need to take into consideration when you're deciding to get a guide dog so let's talk about those five aspects real quick okay your family um your family needs to be 100% on board. And I have said this in all three of the previous episodes talking about this. Your family needs to be 100% on board. Um, if you have a spouse and children, they're going to have a big role to play while you are gone getting your dog. You're going to be gone for about three weeks and your spouse is gonna have to take over the household, take, care, take over the kids, you know, all of that while you're gone, and, and they're gonna have to be okay with that. They're also gonna have to be okay with the fact that when you get back with your dog, that's not the family pet. They are not to treat it like it's the family pet, they're not, to be interacting with the dog. They're not to be trying to get, if you have other dogs, you're not, it's not that, it's separate, okay? This is, your guide dog is your responsibility. It is not for your family, okay? It is not the household pet, and they need to be as much aware of that as you are. And you will get a lot of that drilled into your head when you're in training, but your family isn't there. 
So you are the one that's going to need to be making sure that your family is aware that they are to be supportive and that's it. They're there for support. That's it. Okay. Um, your dog, your rules, your responsibility, period. Okay. The financial aspect. Um, although some schools uh, charge to get to go and, and, and get a dog that some schools just charge an application fee, fee, some schools just charge a boarding fee, some schools have grants, some schools don't charge anything, it all depends. Do your research, decide what school works for you. Um, based, there's lots of things to consider. There's location, there's the type of dog, there's if you have another disability. Um, there's all kinds of things to take into consideration when you're choosing a school, so be sure to, to keep that in mind. Uh, but even when you get your dog home, you know, you are financially responsible for that dog. Nobody else is. Please do not put on Facebook fundraising events for your dog's food or for your dog's vaccinations. Okay, if your dog needs an unexpected surgery or, or something like that, that's different. I get that. But if you can't afford to buy your dog's food, to buy your dog's regular flea and tick preventions, um, his, their normal twice a year vet visits, please don't get a guide dog. Okay, because it's not everybody else's financial responsibility to take care of your guide dog. That is your responsibility, not ours, okay? I am all about helping in a time of need. Please do not send me hate mail saying that I am mean and heartless and I don't care about people when they're uh, having hard times because that's not the case, okay? Believe me, that's not the case. But what I'm saying to you is if you can't afford the basic needs, then stick to your cane because it don't cost nothing. Okay, next, what, were we, what was the next one? Time, it is a time commitment, okay? Grooming, you're gonna spend a good 45 minutes a day grooming your dog. You're gonna spend time doing obedience. You're gonna spend time picking up poop. If you work, you know what? I get two 15 minute breaks at work and a half hour lunch. You know what I spend my 15 minute breaks doing? taking Garmin to the bathroom. I get up, I stretch my legs walking to the potty area, I take him potty, stand outside for a minute, come back in, I get him water, I go to the bathroom, and then I go back to work. That's my break. My time, my break time is spent taking care of the dog. Why? Because that's what I choose to do, because I got a dog. If I want to spend my break time on me, then I wouldn't get a guide dog, right? That's what I am spending my time on. You need to, and this goes along with the travel, actually, because you need to take into account the extra time when you're going to catch the bus. For example, it is hot right now. It, I don't know what it is today, but yesterday was 108, okay? If I was to go catch the bus yesterday, I need to give myself an extra at least 10 minutes 
because I have to put his shoes on. I have to put, I have a, uh, a gel pack collar for him. Well, it's not really a collar. It's just a gel pack thing that has Velcro they put around his neck um, to keep him cool. You want to take some extra time to get those things on. You know, you don't want to miss your bus. He's not going to walk as fast when it's hot. So if I have to make a connection, you know, I've got to take that into consideration. Same thing when flying. You got to take that into consideration. You know, you, you've got to take your extra time when you're going to the airport because you want to make sure he has time to go to the bathroom. You know, you have to take all of these things into consideration. I've said it before. It's, it's like traveling with, a, with an infant. You want to get all these things done or a toddler. So it's kind of like a toddler. You want to make sure they go to the bathroom. You got them fed. You got them all, everything done. You have everything they need in the diaper bag, you know. It's the same concept, you know, as, as traveling with a child. Um, there's the time that's involved with getting ready in the morning. Um, you got to feed him. You got to potty him. You got to give him water. You know, it's, it's, it's taking all those extra little things into consideration. Because if you don't, you're going to start stressing out. And then you're going to rush. And then what's going to end up happening is your dog feels the stress. And believe it or not, when your dog feels the stress, <laughs> they do the exact opposite of you, what you want them to do. They start to slow down because they get confused. They don't know. They don't understand. They start to not understand because you get all squirrely, right? And so they get all kind of freaked out. So you have to slow down. You have to take an inventory of yourself and be able to stay calm. It's, it's all things. I didn't think about any of this stuff when I went and got carbon. I am telling you, it, it was a mess. But when I first took that harness handle, we, we went for a walk, right? Now, first, when you're doing the training and you're in your little, in the, like, the neighborhood and you're, it's all really overwhelming because you're in like areas and there's obstacles and people and houses and dogs and whatever else going on. But we went to this, we did, um, they call it the river walk. The, there was the river walk and the paseros. And um, I got the harness handle and it was just a straight shot. And it was along the river and there was trees and it was amazing. And we just went. And Carbon just took off. And all of a sudden, I didn't have to worry about the people, the birds, the dogs, the shops, the cars, the anything. It was just peace and quiet. And us on this trail. It was amazing. It was the most freeing feeling that I had felt in a very long time. And I knew right then I had made the right decision. Despite all the stress of the training, as difficult as it was, and believe me, the training is difficult. It's long days, six days a week, 
hard work, miles of walking, repetitiveness, people that don't always get along, trainers that you don't always want to deal with, a lot of work and a lot of stress. But at that moment, I knew I made the right decision. Okay, a couple more. Uh, confrontation, communication, socialization, teaching, education type stuff. Um, this was the last one, I think, if I did it right, because time and travel kind of went together. No matter where you go, there are going to be people that are going to confront you about your dog. They're going to ask you questions. They're going to try and say you can't have your dog there. They're going to try and pet your dog. They're going to insult you. They're going to belittle you. You're going to run into a wide range of people and ridiculousness. And you got to be prepared for it. And if you have the type of personality that withdraws and shies away from that kind of thing and doesn't like to engage with people, it might be a little uncomfortable for you. Uh, it might be a lot uncomfortable for you because People, people are ignorant and they, they, they can be very not nice and you've got to be able to handle that and, and, and it gets old. And at first, when you first bring home your dog, you're so polite and you're, and, and it's with everybody. And it's, I'm sorry, please don't talk to my dog. I'm sorry, my dog's working. Please don't talk to my dog. I'm sorry, please don't talk to my dog. I'm sorry, please don't. But I promise you, after a while, you don't care. And it becomes where you choose your battles. And everybody is different. For me, if I am actively working, like walking in motion, and somebody tries to pet my dog or stop my dog or talk to my dog or distract my dog, then I will stop and say something and tell them, look, we're working, please don't distract my dog. Because that's dangerous. I mean, if you think about it, if we're actively working and somebody distracts Garmin and he turns and stops watching where he's going, that could be devastating, especially like if we're in a traffic type situation that could be devastating, okay? Now, if I'm in line at the grocery store and we're just standing there, I may not say anything. If somebody says, can I pet your dog? Then, no, I'm sorry, he's working. You, you have to be able to say no to people. And it's hard because they give you the cutest stinking dogs and everybody wants to pet them. Now, my generation was raised up, don't pet strange dogs because they might bite your face off. I don't know what it is with people nowadays, they just randomly go up to everybody's dog and they don't care, they'll just pet them. I don't know why that is. And I, you know, you see it on like Judge Judy all the time. 
dog attacks. Well, stop petting strange people's dogs and they won't bite you. I don't understand. I don't understand. I, you know, I don't get it, but whatever. So you want to be able to take those opportunities to, to engage people, especially if they ask. And the best time is with kids. Kids will ask about the dog. And a lot of times they'll ask about the harness on the dog. And, and that's the best time to take that opportunity. And, uh, you know, and it's amazing to me how many people don't know what the harness is for. And, the, you know, I love, I've had a couple of times where kids have seen us in the store and that, mommy, that's a working dog. We can't pet those dogs. That just, I love that. I love that. And, you know, the fact that they're pointing that out to the parent lets me know that the parent is a stunad that isn't teaching their kid anything and that the kid is learning it probably from somebody like me that is going to the schools and teaching the kids at the schools. Um, and that's always a wonderful opportunity, and I'm really hoping to get that started again this fall. Um, I haven't done that in so many years, and I really, really, really want to get back to that. I'm hoping that now that this whole mask and vaccine and all this nonsense is behind us that we'll be the schools will be inviting guests back and I'll be able to start doing that in the fall. Um, but anyways, so in a nutshell, that's your decision-making process when you're getting a guide dog. Think about your family. Think about your time. Think about your money. Think about how you are in public. Think about the things you may run into. Please, if, if, if you think it might happen, it probably will. And if you don't know if it might happen, it probably will. You know, um, it's always best to, to be mentally prepared for a situation and have it not happen because Man, people are crazy and they're they're weird and you just never know what you're gonna run run into out there. And uh, I just want you guys to be prepared. And and like I said in Tuesday's episode, you know, it's it's devastating when you go through all the the effort and and expenditures and resources to get a guide dog and then to turn it back into the school in because you just can't handle it or whatever the case may be. I just find that ridiculous. And, and I just don't want to, I don't want to hear about any of my listeners doing that. So let's not have that. All right, guys. All right. There'll be a couple more videos for you to check out maybe. So, uh, have a great holiday weekend. Be safe. Enjoy your independence. Um, be thankful for the freedoms that you get to enjoy. There is no country better than this country, uh, even still to this day. Um, be thankful for your freedoms while you still have them. And uh, be careful. It's a slippery slope once they start taking them away. Very slippery slope, my friends. So have a great weekend. 
Be a blessing. I will talk to you guys on Tuesday. All righty. Toodles.